0: I want to talk about kindness um goodwill friendliness tonight i've kind of been hanging out with that for the last few days i've been offering that in the morning meditation and um, it's a there's a lot of uh teachings about kindness and goodwill in um in the suttas and the buddha talked about it it's there's the metta sutta which is of course very famous um it's goodwill, kindness, metta, is included in wise intention in the Eightfold Path, one of the factors of the Eightfold Path. And um, we greet the world with compassion. We greet the world with goodwill, goodwill. Metta is usually translated as loving kindness, but it can also mean friendliness and it can also mean goodwill. And depending on who's doing the translating, they will translate it um accordingly and sometimes um, when we talk about loving kindness it's challenging for people to hold that idea so as with many of these translations and many of these teachings I, th- I find it helpful to substitute a different word a, a synonym if if one one is troublesome then utilize a different one that kind of gets you to the same place but is not as problematic so I'm going to use maybe I'll just say metta I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, but I may say maybe metta or friendliness, goodwill, loving kindness. It all kind of is in the same. It's in the same realm. It's this open heartedness. It's this this um, friendliness towards the the world at large, towards ourselves. I think it's especially important to remember that when we talk about all beings, we're talking about ourselves, because sometimes we forget that. I know I did for many time many years. So, wise intention, metta, loving kindness, goodwill is included in um, is included in how we should set an intention to move through the world. Goodwill is an antidote to ill will, which is one of the um, you know one of the the uh, three poisons are greed, hatred, delusion, ignorance, ill will. Um, And those lead to dukkha or suffering, and so goodwill leads away from suffering. Um, And so we want to greet the world with goodwill, with compassion towards ourselves and towards others. And having said that, we also recognize how challenging that is, how really challenging that can be. It can be challenging on any day, but can be especially challenging when the world seems to be on fire, when there's so much violence, when there's so much hatred, when there's so much going on seemingly nonstop that it can be really, really hard and um, uh, so many things get in the way of our experience of of our capacity or a willingness even sometimes to greet the world with friendliness. Because we think, you know, we make it conditional. The Buddha said that these practices, metta also falls into the Brahma Viharas, some of the the divine abodes. And he says we sit with a, a mind that's imbued with loving kindness and compassion and appreciative joy and equanimity. And they're non, they're, not conditional they're unconditional it's like people we get to treat all beings with like with compassion and kindness and and joy and equanimity and what gets in the way what can be challenging is when we put a condition on it folks don't deserve it for whatever reason people we know people we don't know we have we determine that they are not worthy and there's another another piece that can be challenging, is somehow if we become friendly, that we'll be seen as vulnerable or become vulnerable in a way that can be harmful towards ourselves. It's like a dissolving all boundaries, dissolving all accountability for anybody or anything. It's like everything goes and we just can't say no to anything not saying that's true but sometimes there's an underlying sense of that can we can roll down that path um or in that way it maybe will become victims so and then and and i'm sure there are others too but those were just a few that came to mind as i was thinking about this so how do we get past these challenges how do we a, assuming we want to move in that direction, which I think is probably a really beneficial thing t- because to carry that that um, I guess the the opposite of meta would be ill will. you know well, if it's goodwill, then ill will. Yeah, it, to carry ill will is really damaging to ourselves. So it's not it's probably not a good idea to carry that stuff around. Um, but how do we get past the challenges the buddha teaches as i said metta in multiple suttas Um, and in many ways you know as i said we sit with the mind imbued with metta karuna mudita upekka which is kindness compassion joy equanimity and there's one there's one sutta which i love and he says this is what the buddha says he says For those, talking about all beings, but he really delineates it. He says, for those without feet, I have love. I have love for those with two feet. For those with four feet, I have love. I have love for all with many feet. So that's like um, everything. No feet snakes, I would assume. Fish. Um, Two feet, four feet. Many feet millipedes centipedes all those um so it's a way of saying that we have love for all beings and what's really important about this teaching and i think a it's um an invitation to the practice of metta and goodwill and friendliness towards all beings is to reckon and and a way to get towards it is that we recognize our shared humanity. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh calls it interbeing. We are connected. I read a I read a quote last week. I think it was last week about you know um, Martin Luther King talking about the beloved community, how we are all woven from the same garment, and to have that recognition of that shared humanity. I was listening to an old. It wasn't a podcast. It was a YouTube video. It was this series that um, um, Austin um, Brown did. Um, she's a woman who wrote "Still Here." I think it was. I think she's the one who wrote. Yes, yeah, "Still Here." It's a really good book. Austin Channing Brown, and she and um, and a couple other women, Jenny Potter and Chi-Chi Oku. Had a series of of um, YouTube videos where they interviewed different people, and they interviewed this person called Andre. um, He's Andre Henry, who's I just discovered him two weeks ago, and he's brilliant. I'm like now consuming everything he's done, and um, he's an activist and racial justice. And he, in this one woman was talking about. He was a guest on their uh, YouTube video or YouTube show. And this one woman was talking about, we are all intertwined. And even at a person's worst, I have to recognize their humanity and that you are hurting yourself as you hurt others. So recognizing that, you know, I I, I said it a, a few weeks ago, and I say it quite often, that when we dehumanize one another, which is what's happening everywhere right now, when we dehumanize others, we dehumanize ourselves. We diminish ourselves. And to refuse, refusing to see the humanity in another person diminishes our humanity. So it doesn't, it's, it, we cannot do this. There's no armor we can wear, there's no wall we can build around ourselves that will keep us from being diminished as we diminish others if we if we take that tax so it behooves us to move away from that type of being it behooves us to move in a direction of kindness to at least even if it's not bringing goodwill to maybe cease with the ill will it's you know baby steps we, we start where we are we have to really begin to recognize where we're carrying that aversion that animosity that's you know that is that's what keeps us bound to suffering that's that's where we greed hatred delusion ignorance that's what causes so many problems that's what causes so much suffering so much dukkha so if we can just maybe pause that and begin to step away with it from it with baby steps it's really really important and i remember um having a really hard time with this concept of you're being dehumanized when you're mean to me and vice versa and it's like i i don't know why it was just really hard for me to grasp maybe it was new and that and um maybe because i didn't have compassion or goodwill for myself i didn't i was in denial about my own humanity i i think it was and not this was not something that i intellectually sat down and decided i would be this way it's just kind of our conditioning it's because of what we go through it's because of how we think we need to take care of ourselves my own armoring that i built around myself was to not be part you know i thought there was i don't even know what i thought i actually know all this stuff in hindsight (laughs) i sit around and i go oh that's probably what was going on um that was just trying to protect myself and any sign of being a human being is it was be dangerous. So how could I be perfect? Because then you can't get me if I'm perfect. And so to not allow my own humanity allowed me to not allow other people's humanity. But to begin to recognize my humanity through this practice of mindfulness meditation is the antidote to that, that, that harshness, that ill will, you know, and it's such a necessary part of how we move through the world. It's, it's a necessary part of the path. And as I said, it's supported by mindfulness. It's supported by meditation. Larry Ward, who's one of my favorite teachers, and he talks about when we, when we have this meditation, we calm down and see clearly, and then our heart opens. We, we activate those parts of the brain that allow us to connect with empathy and compassion and kindness and goodwill for ourselves and then for others. Once we recognize it in ourselves, once we recognize our humanity and can really connect with that, then it almost becomes um, automatic unless we're in, intentionally... Putting a block intentionally diluted about other people's humanity, it's going to naturally flow at some point, and we can see the reality of what anger and hatred do, and we're willing to let go of that. Hopefully, we're willing to let go of that, you know, and we get out of that fight or flight or freeze reactivity, that amygdala, that just amygdala takeover. We're just like. Wah! just that reaction because the reaction our reactivity is a delusion we think you know we sometimes we react to things that we're just thinking are happening but are not really happening because we have all these preconceived ideas of this means this and i'm going to react to it but when we pause and we slow down and we actually look at it it's not that at all so to, this is again while this mindfulness this mindfulness is so important what this this really this willingness to investigate what is this not my cherished idea of what i think it is but what actually is going on you know and then we can move into this 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 ease this calmness that can be with whatever is present know and then and then um something that always comes up which is I think really important and they mentioned it they mentioned it in that um YouTube video I was listening to the video I was listening to I didn't because I was I was listening to it on a walk um And there was because people talk about you know the the oppressors and the um, people who cause so much harm and it's like, yeah, we can want them to thrive too, but not at our expense. That's a really important point. There is accountability and justice, and the Buddha was all about accountability. It's not this wishy-washy, oh, you can, you know, what Kama Chodron calls idiot compassion, where there's no wisdom. It's just like, okay, I have to be nice so you can do whatever you want. It's not that. We, you can thrive, but not at our expense, you know? And... Another thing, I I mentioned this a few months ago. I was was at a conference in Italy, and I was talking to a woman who lives in Syria. She's Syrian. And I was talking in this realm about when I'm at the airport, I often look at everybody because I get real judgy. (laughs) And I've told this story a lot. But I get real judgy at airports for some reason about how big people's suitcases are and whatever. Anyway. Um, and I, have to, I intentionally bring metta and friendliness and goodwill, and I say, I love all of you. And she said, I don't love everyone. Some people don't deserve to be loved. And I had to listen. She lives in a, in a country that is, has been involved in civil war for 12 years. I have no comprehension of what that's like, none at all. And um, they talked to that again, and they today at this this and when I was listening to this um, this video, and it says you're not obligated to people who actively work against your freedom. There's no obligation, and to recognize that rage and anger are natural responses. Absolutely. But hopefully, also with the recognition that maybe at some point there can be some goodwill, at least to ourselves, to some friendliness. You know, there's a there's a saying. It's like, maybe not now, but maybe someday. You know, we don't say ne- n- no, but maybe not now. I think that's the the phrasing of this idea is like, never say never, but maybe now, not now. And so, and we had a further she and I had a further conversation about you know loving kindness and compassion and and so at some at at some point she could understand it but she was still carrying this rage and this anger and it's like okay you tend to that too recognition of what's here that is the practice how can you be with what's here and not cause harm that's really that is incredibly important we don't cause harm you know to ourselves or others it's all about non-harming there's a sylvia borstein wrote a book about the paramis i can't remember what it's called but she talks about she saw a sign in someone's house and it said life is so difficult how can we be anything but kind and to remember that that life is difficult for everybody. Everyone has difficulties. I can judge everybody, but I have no clue. So we have to really you know shift the paradigm of how we see the world. Recognize our shared humanity, be willing to be friendly, be willing to bring kindness, metta. Practice generosity be willing to have that open heart while taking care of ourselves at the same time, while while recognizing that there needs to be accountability, there needs to be justice. You know, all of that has to happen. And also, um, shift out of this um, paradigm that thinks that you know if that this paradigm that there's lack if you get yours then where's mine that's where mudita comes in that actually there we can be in this place of equanimity or equality equity with all beings there doesn't have to be a higher or a lower you know the buddha buddha talked about that a lot especially in Metta. all beings for beings with no feet two feet four feet you know a billion feet we love all beings we're friendly towards all beings it's it's quite it's quite the journey to begin to recognize everyone's humanity and to want everyone to thrive um and shift the dynamic that has one group dehumanizing another group which is which is historically how we've operated but maybe we can do it differently you know why not wish for that why not work towards that right because as the buddha said whatever we you know reflect on if we set our intention to move in that direction it becomes if we incline the mind you know why not incline the mind towards tine- kindness? Because what we reflect on frequently becomes where we move. So reflect on kindness rather than anything that's like not so beneficial. And then Tanjaf, Tan who who is a monk outside San Diego, he, he said about metta, He said, it's not necessarily an attitude of loving kindness. It's more an attitude of goodwill, wishing the other person well, but also realizing that true happiness is something that each of us ultimately will have to find for ourselves. So by that I mean metta, which is my, I always often like to think that metta is not magic pixie dust. Which some people think it is. It's like if I if I wish you well, then somehow magic pixie dust is going to fall on your head and then you'll be live happily ever after. But it's not. It's like I the 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 um, teaching around equanimity is recognition that your happiness depends on your actions, not on my wishes for you. I wish you well, but I can't, I can't do anything about it if you don't also show up, so, anyway, um, I, I invite you to, um, see where you land with this invitation of the Buddha to love all beings, um, the phrase in the Metta Sutta says, omitting none, omitting none, which is, um, the Metta Sutta is a really beautiful piece of uh, of writing and um, wishing, you know, wishing well for all beings, omitting none. And so, we are all land somewhere on the spectrum of of fuck you all to I love everyone, um, and find out where you are and and where this lands for you. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my friends, for your your kind, kind, kind attention. And I hope this has been of some benefit. Thank you for visiting Undefended Dharma. These teachings are freely offered. However, if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcast possible, please visit marystankavage.org backslash support. Thank you.